And I, I still remember that story. And I still also remember that that day they had a pig that brought the baseballs out to the umpire. Washington State Podcast. Here's your host, Scott Cowan. All right. My guest today is Garrett Hunt, and Garrett is the co-founder and CEO of Live in Everett. And if you can't guess by the title, it's a website about, of all things, Everett. Garrett, welcome. Welcome. Hey, thanks, Scott. Thanks so much for having me. I, I love what you guys are doing because with us covering the whole state, we can't go as deep as as local sites can like yours. And I, I think what you guys are doing for Everett is really cool. So I'm glad we're able to talk today. But I'd like to know just from the very beginning, what was your motivation to be a champion for the city of Everett? Yeah, absolutely. So I've always really loved Everett. I grew up in Snohomish County in uh, the north end of Snohomish County in a more rural area. And so as a kid, I always felt kind of trapped uh, everything was really far away. There was no sidewalks. And so our local, you know, big city, quote unquote, was Everett. <laughs> and I, I always just really liked Everett, you know, that there was there was stuff going on. There, there was a scene there. Um, everything was just in close proximity. And, and it's a really beautiful place. And so I moved here a little over 10 years ago now. And, you know, the, the real catalyst, though, for actually starting the website and sharing in-depthly about the community, what we love about the community was uh, I was working in real estate and my uh, good friend, uh, Tyler Chisholm, was working in uh, tourism for the city of Everett. And he knew firsthand how much people liked learning about Everett, but all the tourism content had to be focused on people outside of the city to bring people to Everett. And so he thought, hey, wouldn't it be perfect uh, if we actually created something for locals by locals uh, to kind of share about everything going on. So he got into uh, real estate with me and we actually, we don't even sell real estate anymore. Uh, but that was one of the initial motivations was for us. It just felt like a real genuine way uh, to market ourselves as real estate agents while, you know, sharing about all the great things uh, in Everett. Right. That, like when we talked before, that's kind of how this, my Explore Washington started off was the the real estate angle for us as well. And uh we took the real estate out, out of it because for me, it's more fun just to talk about things that are going on around the state without, can, you know, trying to tie it to, to that topic. But I'm reading Tyler's bio here and we're talking to you today, but I got to I just got to ask because his bio makes me go, hmm, I want to hear this. So it says here, he moved to Everett 12 years ago as a pit stop on his way to move to Seattle. That actually is kind of funny. I mean, he's just thinking, well, I'll just land here for a while. And 12 years later, it's now home for him. Where was Tyler at before he came to Everett? And so he, he was kind of similar. He, he actually grew up in uh, j- just north of Everett as well okay. in, uh, in Marysville. Okay. And, and so, you know, yeah, I, I don't think he thought of Everett at the time as, as a destination by, by any means. And that's how it is for a lot of people, frankly. Uh, Everett often gets overlooked Uh, I think it's often seen as kind of an underdog type city that a lot of people might not necessarily desire. Um, I think more so in the past, that was the perception. Mm -hmm. For some people, it still is. But I think that perception has really started to change uh, in more recent years. Uh, All right. So, okay. That perception's changed. And I I absolutely agree um, that in, I think of Everett completely differently than I did a few years ago, many years ago too. Put you on the spot. What's the number one coolest thing that your kid likes to do in Everett? Ooh, you know, right now, since it's summer, it's probably going to the splash park okay. at a forest park. Uh, she loves playing in the water. She loves being around other kids. Um, I mean, there, there's a lot of different things she loves to do. But if I had to pick one, I would say that's probably number one. Is Everett a kid friendly city? I, I think it is. Absolutely. Um, I mean, yeah, there's, there's so much fun stuff for my, my daughter. She's, uh, she actually just turned three okay. and, um, you know, Funco world headquarters is here in Everett. That's something people travel all over the world from to, to come visit. 
Um, you know, we also have the Imagine Children's Museum here, okay. which is super awesome for kids. And they're actually going to be doubling, I think doubling in size. They're doing mm-hmm. a massive remodel on it. Um, we have a, a kids theater that puts on uh, kids plays and stuff like that. Um, my, my daughter loves going to the mall. Um, <laughs> I, I, this, this, this last winter, it, it was a real rainy day. And I was like, hey, let's just grab a stack of quarters. And, you know, they have a little arcade there and little candy machines and stuff. And that, that quickly became one of her favorite things to do. So we'll go there, uh, you know, probably once a week and, you know, just bring bring a handful of quarters, some, some extra pocket change. And she loves it. I'm going to warn you that's only going to get more expensive from there. If you take them to the mall, it's just going to get right? more expensive. I know. Yeah, I love it. I love that. That's awesome. So you guys do, I mean, you guys are covering very similar to what we do, which is like things to do, food and drink and all that. So in arts and culture, I mean, we're, we're, it's, I love this. So this is great. You know, we're, we're tracking the same. So normally when I ask, I normally ask these questions later on in an interview, but today we're just going to start, we're going to kind of mix things up, put you on the spot. Coffee. Tell me about Everett's coffee. Uh, we got a lot of great coffee shops here. Okay. And, uh, uh, I, I love, I love coffee. You're making me want some coffee well, now. <laughs> we, can, we can pause this and go get some. I'm, I'm prepared early. I have mine. <laughs> I, I, I did have some earlier this morning, so I'm, I'm probably good. I'm probably good. Okay. But, um, you know, I feel like I have to probably lead with narrative coffee. Uh, they're, they're known for you know being one of the best. They actually won an award, um, uh, a couple of, a couple of years back. Cause they just opened, I don't know, maybe two, three years ago. I might be butchering that. But uh, so, so they won an award for best new coffee shop in the world from, uh, I think it was an organization called Spredge, wow. uh, which I think is a coffee specific organization. And uh, so they, they do really remarkable stuff. Um, also, actually, ironically, on the same block as them, right across the street, there's another awesome coffee shop that opened in the last couple of years called Nadine's. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got a really awesome vibe. A uh, really great place to hang out, and they do some really cool and fun uh, coffee mocktails. Oh, okay. Um, you know, one of our awesome supporters um, and members that supports Living Everett, uh, Diedrich Espresso. Uh, they have a few different uh, drive-through stands around Everett, so they're really nice and convenient, and do quality, tasty stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the south end of Everett, uh, Kraken Coffee Roasters. That's cool. They've got the roasting machine right there okay. uh, in the coffee shop. Uh, we, we got, we got a lot of coffee here. I, I guess that's kind of cliche for the whole Northwest, right? We're, we're kind of known for our coffee, but I, I think Everett is, is definitely holding it down in, in the coffee department for sure. I, I have been to narrative and that's a very cool shop. I have not been to the other ones, but I'll have to check it out. But narrative is a very cool space. You guys are lucky to have that in your backyard, if you will. And they do a brilliant job with coffee and presenting it in a, uh, I just, yeah, I just really. Yeah, I think I need to go there. I need to go drive over to Everett for coffee one of these days again. Yeah, everything Narrative does, I feel like, is very highly curated, whether it's their coffee or their food mm-hmm. uh, or just even the aesthetic of um, the, the the decor there. Mm-hmm. Um, everything is just so on point and just curated to a really high level of quality that, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it, it's a special place. All right. So this is a two part question. Okay. Your favorite food. Part two, part two of that is your favorite place in Everett to get that food. Well, my favorite food's got to be pizza. All right. Which uh, can't go wrong. You You can't go wrong. Can't can't go wrong with pizza. Right. And, uh, you know, I really love, uh, major, this pizza shop called major league. They have this one called the shoeless Joe. Uh, that's like a vegan pizza, uh, that I really enjoy. Okay. Um, another, a really great local pizza shop is a uh, Brooklyn Brothers, which is known for their New York style pizza. Okay. And they've uh, they've recently expanded in the last few years to I think like four different locations around the area. And um, their their location in Everett is where they started, and that's right across the street from uh, Angel of the Winds Arena, okay. which is where we have um, our uh, Everett Silver Tips play hockey there. And they do lots of concerts and cool events and stuff there. But, um, so yeah, those, those are probably two of my favorites. We'll, we'll come back to Everett sports. Cause I have, I have very specific questions there. So oh, pizza, sure. pizza. Yeah. All right. I, I agree with you. How about though 
you're going to bring somebody in, they're visiting you from, you know, you got friend or family coming in from out of, out of Washington state. So they, they really know nothing about Everett. What are you going to do? You get half a day to show them around your, your, your city. You want to show it off. What, what do you think would be a great way of doing that? Uh, well, you know, we actually have some family in town right now. And uh, one, one place we took them to yesterday, it's, um, you know, they, they have some, some younger kids. And so we went to a new place called the Flying Squirrel, uh, which is kind of like a yeah, great name. I right? love that name. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Fun name, fun place. They have uh, huge like bouncy houses and like a climbing wall and like uh, a mechanical uh, squirrel that's kind of like a bucking bronco type thing that like tries to throw you off. And uh, it, it's actually in the old, we used to have a Toys R Us on uh, Everett Mall Way in South Everett that closed down. And, and so they're actually opening in that space. And so right now they have everything set up in the parking lot. And then they're going to be opening inside the uh, 48,000 square foot building this fall. Wow. And uh, so the kids love that place. My daughter just goes nuts there. Okay. I uh, have to like pry her out of there. <laughs> um, you know, another place that's really fun for visitors, you know, I already mentioned Funco, mm-hmm. uh, but I should also mention the, uh, the Boeing tour. Oh. Um, that, that's another one that's really, you know, we're kind of known for, for aerospace in Everett. Um, and, you know, we have the new Painfield airport here, mm-hmm. uh, which is, awesome world-class terminal uh that's nice to be able to fly directly in and out of everett is awesome um but yeah the 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 boeing tour you know just getting to go tour the factory and getting to actually look out at the factory floor and you know it's so massive i think it's one of the biggest buildings in the world um you know the the people just look like little ants out there you know working next next to the airplanes and and just getting to tour all that, that that's a lot of fun for visitors one factoid I think I heard about the that building in Painfield is that the doors, the roll-up doors, the reason that they're painted different colors is because to paint a door takes more than one batch of paint. So no matter what, like let's just say it's white and you're buying Sherman Williams paint, I don't know. The white won't be the same batch to batch. There'll be a difference. So if they run out of paint, they can't, you know, so they can't paint and not, well, actually I'm, I'm butchering that. There's not enough paint to paint all those doors, the same color. So they paint them different because then it's just one batch of paint. Oh, if they wow. tried to paint them all, they, the white would look different somewhere along the line. If it was blue, it looked different. Yeah. The step building is so massive. It's, it's, I've never been in that one either, but yeah, it's just insane. Have you flown yeah. out of the new Everett airport? You know, I haven't actually, I, I have visited uh, I'm kind of a cheapskate though, and so I it, it does cost a little bit more than uh, the SeaTac Airport uh, in Seattle, and uh, so so the the few times I've flown since the airport opened a couple of years ago, uh, we've we've flown out of SeaTac. Okay, uh, but I have gone and checked out the terminal, you know, and and admittedly that is how they kind of marketed and presented the whole thing when they built it was it was going to be kind of more higher end for like business travelers and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but, but I know the demand has, has been super high and that, uh, I think they're planning to expand, expand the number of flights they offer there and stuff. But like the convenience of that, if you're flying somewhere, if you could go nonstop, because I wouldn't myself, I wouldn't want to like, Oh, I've got to fly from Everett to Portland and then get on a plane and go to my next destination. That wouldn't be worth it to me. Right. But if I could yeah, fly, totally. if I could fly Everett to Los Angeles nonstop. Um, I think just a, not having to drive to SeaTac and B not. I'm sure the parking in Everett is less expensive than the parking around SeaTac. So I might, the ticket might be more expensive, but I might make it up in, in parking. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and, absolutely. And, and if no you live in the, and if you live in the the North end, it's, it's just nice to being able to avoid having to drive through Seattle. Cause that's just always a bog, you know, getting through, through downtown Seattle. So yeah, we were in Seattle yesterday and I made the mistake of having to go South and they're working on the freeway right at Soto. And it was like, luckily I got off to go to 90, but it was, it was, I was not going to be a happy camper um, for very long sales traffic. It's just terrible. But that, I think that's one of the reasons why Everett and Tacoma have become very popular is it's more affordable than, than King County. And yes, yeah, you still may commute into Seattle, but there's more and more options. Now you've got the sounder train running from Everett into, into Seattle. You've got it from Tacoma running into Seattle. So that's helpful. Uh, the light rail is the light rail going to go all the way up to Everett in our lifetime. It will. Uh, hopefully in our lifetime, <laughs> hopefully we'll still be alive to see it. Yeah. I mean, uh, 
it's going pretty fast. I mean, I mean, they're, 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 they're pushing it forward. I think they're, they're getting really close to being at the County line, aren't they? Isn't it kind of terminating in Linwood now? My understanding is right. I know it's going past 145th anyway. Yeah, I know. I know. I think I heard this fall. I think it's supposed to open. I can't remember if Northgate or Linwood was the furthest North. Okay. I know it was definitely North of Seattle, which I was happy to see. Right. Uh, And then, yeah, I I know ultimately it'll come to Linwood and, and Everett as well. So, So, um, then from a commute, really cool. yeah, from a commute factor, if you're if your employer's in Seattle, it's much easier. But enough about mm-hmm. Seattle. Let's let's keep going back on Everett. We're, um, so yeah, a cu- couple more places yeah. that that I would probably take visitors. You know, like you said, if someone's coming to visit for the weekend or something, uh, we've got some great uh, Korean fusion uh, restaurants. Uh, there's one called Chops okay. that does just these insanely huge, delicious burritos with all kinds of interesting ingredients okay um and then there, there's also one called nine delicacies um and i i believe uh the the owner is is trained i, I can't remember the the name of the school she went to but it's kind of a prestigious pre- prestigious school okay and uh, yeah the, the the food there is just phenomenal um we've also got some really great vietnamese food there's a place called basil um that does really awesome pho and banh mi and, and really great stuff. Uh, you know, it's definitely lots of good places to eat. Um, and then another place I wanted to mention, and I would love to take visitors is to uh, Jetty Island, uh, which is just right off the Everett waterfront, only, I don't know, a few hundred yards. It, they, they brought in sand ages ago to create this breakwater. It's about a mile long island. Oh. And because they brought in the sand, uh, it's very fine, you know, the kind of sand that, that you want to find when you go to a beach, you know, like when you go to Hawaii or something, <laughs> right, right. Very, very different than your typical Northwest beach. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> when, when, uh, the, the tide is, is in it's, it's shallow for so far that the, uh, the water warms up really nice and warm. So the very first time I went there years ago, I was just so blown away, not only by, just how big it was and the amazing sand, but, but the fact that how warm the, the water got where it was really shallow, I was like, Oh my goodness. Like, I feel like I'm standing on a beach in Hawaii. Like, how is this possible? Wow. Okay. That's, so that's a really special place. And during the summer they have a free, well, actually, excuse me. Now they started charging, uh, I think $3 to ride the pedestrian ferry over there. Okay. Uh, but if you have a little raft or paddleboard or something, you know, I have a little inflatable dinghy boat, uh, with just a little trolling motor on it and I can zip over there in you know, five minutes or so. Oh, okay. So. Let's, let's talk sports. You've got the, aqua okay. so- I, I, I got to tell you my aqua sock story. Cause and this goes back a long time. Cause my kids were little, I was recently divorced and like a lot of dads on the weekends here, here's your kids. And you're like, okay, what are we going to do with them? So I'd lived kind of in Lake forest park area. So, you know, King County, but just, you know, right there. So we went yeah. to an Aquasox game and I had my son with me and my daughter was a year and a half, maybe. Yeah. A year and a half. And I must've looked really, really frazzled because somebody from the Aquasox, I bought my tickets and I bought um, tickets, the cheap tickets out in the, on the berm type thing, just to, you know, there's, I got my kids with me. I mean, okay. And this person looked at me and they go, no, 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 no. You come with us, come with us. And they, they helped me. They took the diaper bag and they, they gave me seats right behind home plate. And I'm like, wow, no, no, let's stay. Have a good time. I mean, their hospitality. And this was 20 plus years ago. And oh, wow. I, I still remember that story. And I still also remember that that day they had a pig that brought the baseballs out to the umpire. Little pig came out with a vest on and baseballs, you know, and it was just, <laughs> and my kids lasted maybe two innings before they were bored and we had to leave. But the, the <laughs> bottom line is, is that I, have this great fondness for the Everett Aquasox because of that single event. Do you ever go to Aquasox games? Are you a baseball fan? Uh, you know, I'm not a big sports person, okay. but I do really enjoy going to, uh, to Aquasox games or, you know, we have our uh, hockey team mm-hmm. that's Everett Silvertips that plays at the arena. And, you know, what I really love about our local teams is not only are they local Everett teams, mm-hmm. but I'm the type of person I get a little overwhelmed. Like, going into downtown Seattle and going to the massive stadium, being around you know, 10,000 people or however many people go to those things right. and just dealing with the, the parking. It, it all just feels a little bit chaotic, chaotic mm-hmm. to me that it takes away from the fun a little bit. Whereas I feel like our sporting events in Everett 
Um, it's just so much more approachable and enjoyable and affordable. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I, I really enjoy going out to the local games. Like your daughter in a couple of years would probably love to go to a game and run around the bases like they let the kids do, you know, after games. And it's, oh yeah, they really are family front for family forward, you know, mm-hmm. not, to, and not to say that the Mariners aren't, I don't mean that, but there's just this level at the, at the smaller communities where going is a different type of event than it is to say, go to a Seahawks game or a Mariners game or, you know, the Kraken soon enough will be playing in Seattle. And I think it's great that you guys have, and the, and the Seattle storm's currently playing in Everett. Is that correct? You've guys have it, them for one are. more season. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. I just went to one of their games a couple of weeks ago and it was awesome. Yeah. So I think that's and, awesome that the town has those things. And, and one thing you, you mentioned too about the Aqua Sox with, um, you know, getting the cheap tickets to kind of sit out in the berm, you know, they got kind of the grassy area back behind the field. So we actually took my daughter um, a couple years ago and just sat out there in the grass, you know, brought a blanket. And there were some other kids out there that she just kind of ran around and played with. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that actually worked really nicely. You know, it was great that we had that option. Right. And you don't have that option at the, at the bigger, bigger places. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, we've kind of talked about what you would do if somebody was visiting you. So you've kind of tipped, tipped us all to your secret stuff. Let's circle back to live in Everett and what I'd like you now to explain to us what your hopes and, you know, what are you guys trying to do with live in Everett? What's let's hear about it from your words, not my interpretation. Yeah. So our tagline for live in Everett is good things happen here. And so that's really our mission is to simply share about the good things happening in our community um, you know, food and drink has proven to be one of, if not the most popular category, because mm-hmm. we found that a hundred percent of our readers, they all happen to eat and drink. So. <laughs> Funny. I never thought of it like that though. No. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, yeah, and we didn't necessarily know that going into, you know, Tyler had an idea from his work in tourism, but, uh, you know, sure enough, we're, we're kind of watching, you know, our, our content and how people respond and what people are into. And just time and time again, it's like, people love to hear about food. What do you know? Everybody eats, right? Very <laughs> relatable, very, very relevant. Uh, you know, but we also have a really active events calendar. You know, people love hearing about things going on. We send out a weekly newsletter with kind of the uh, some of our, our top picks for events coming up that that next week. Mm-hmm. Um and just, you know, kind of novel and, and fun things, you know, when, when there's a new business that, that opens up in town, you know, like this last year, we, we had a skateboard shop open. We had a new uh, puzzle store open, uh, you know, stuff like that. that pe- people want to hear about what's, what's going on in the local community and supporting local business. Um, you know, certainly if there's uh, things happening at, at, at the parks or, you know, really anything that is uh relevant that, that people can go do and experience you know i think i think we're all behind the screens so much these days that i think we all just crave more experiential ways uh that we can participate in our community and so those are the, the types of things that we like to share about with your food and drink I, I really like how you've got you know your breakfast guide your brunch guide you're, you're really breaking it down for people and and most importantly you have the taco special guide that's right. What yeah. is it about Everett? Okay, let's talk tacos. How's how's Everett's taco game? Is it strong? I, I feel like it's pretty strong. I feel like I, I probably have to share a little bit of the sad story that, that uh-huh. comes to mind most quickly, which is, yeah, I feel like one of the most proper places that, that did amazing creative tacos was uh, Soul Food. Uh, which is a place that's kind of near and dear to my heart because I actually uh, we had our wedding there. Oh, uh, years they, they, they so 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 the sad part about Soul Food is is that they lost their lease this last year, um, had to part ways with the space they were in, and they've been looking for a new space. So they're currently not operating. Uh, I think their plan is to hopefully find a new space and open back up. Um, but no, we we we've got some great tacos, lots of cool little taquerias, some some. Super solid Mexican restaurants, uh, El Parezo, Mazatlan, uh, Loma Bonita. I mean, we, we got, we got tacos for days. So I want to come for lunch. Where are you going to send me for tacos for lunchtime? Ooh, tacos for lunchtime. Oh, you know what? 
let's let's go to Taco Book. Taco Book? Taco Book, which actually had to change their logo because Facebook was going to sue them. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, it's just like a little mom and pop taco shop, but they had like the the Facebook like or like the little emoji yeah. kind of Facebook color like thumbs up and <sighs> and stuff like you know they they were obviously trying to make it like this sure. joking like like Facebook theme and yeah so Facebook actually legitimately was like yeah no you need to change this. gave them a cease and desist okay so Taco yeah. Bell why are we going there for lunch why, it's delicious all right what am I gonna have you gonna you gotta help me out what are we ordering oh geez oh geez you're really putting me yeah on the I spot am here. oh my goodness um. Gosh, I haven't been there for a minute. Now I'm now I'm embarrassed. No, that's all right. That's half the fun of this show is embarrassing the guests. You know, I mean, it's all good. (laughs) It's all good because we're all learning. See, you're telling me about Taco Book. You're telling me about tacos and Everett. I mean, this is awesome. Um, I feel like I need to look at their menu. I'm I'm blowing it here. That's okay. That's all I can remember is that. Oh yeah, I know they have their barbacoa tacos that are super good. Okay. Um, yeah, the the owner Rico is super awesome, nice guy. I mean, everything I've had there is has just been amazing. So it's a great years. a great lunch spot. Oh yeah, because lunch is one of yeah. those things that people you we just kind of like default, you know, like oh, I'll drive through X Y Z. You know, I think if you stop for a second and go, where am I going to grab lunch in a town that I haven't been to? That's where you can really like be surprised. Totally. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of taquerias and stuff, you know, and I would say taco book included. It's, it's nothing fancy, oh. you know, it's, it's just kind of a simple little place, but a lot of times those are, those are the best places. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, no, absolutely. And that's why, you know, it's like, I like to ask that because I really do. Lunch is one of those kind of fun ones. I can go find, you know, dinner recommendations. Everyone's got dinner recommendations all day long, but lunch, I think it's overlooked. How about though, like I'm looking at your craft beverages. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, we, we have, we have some great places to drink here. You know, I mean, we, we already talked coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we have six different breweries. We have a cidery, um, soundbite cider, which is awesome. They just opened a few years ago. And then we also have a winery, uh, Port Gardner Bay winery. Okay. And, uh, we've got a couple different distilleries. Um, so yeah, we, we, we've, we've got a pretty, pretty good, pretty good craft beverage game. Uh, Scuttlebutt is probably the oldest brewery mm-hmm. that we have in Everett, I, I believe. And they have, um, a restaurant right next to the Everett waterfront, uh, which is great for all ages. Uh, and then they also have a, uh, their, their brewery, they, they opened, um, a little brew pub as well, where they have. Uh, like special, like limited releases. Um, and they, they'll do like different events there and stuff. And, and that's on um, the other side of town. It's, it's separate from the restaurant. Uh, they have a really, really great presence. They, they do lots of great beer and, and lots of cool stuff there. All right. So we've kind of covered food and drink, which everybody does. Let's, let's, let's go over and talk about the arts and cult. What's the art scene like in there? What? Cause that's kind of something I think that gets, I think a lot of us overlook that stuff. We all appreciate it, but we don't talk about it maybe as much as we might like. So how's, how's the art scene? Yeah, we have a really cool little arts community here. Uh, we have the, the shack art center, which I believe was kind of a partnership with, with like the city. It's a really beautiful gallery. They have a new exhibit, I think pretty much every month. Okay. Um, and then they, they also actually have, um, uh, artist housing up above oh. um, where lots of artists live there. And then really, so that's, that's uh, right in downtown Everett and really on Hewitt Avenue, we, we have a lot of different little art galleries. We have a, a black lab gallery, which they're actually opening in a new space on Hewitt. They just moved across the street. They'll be reopening soon. And then their old space, uh, there's a couple of local artists, uh, Alex and Amber Vincini. They're opening a new uh, a gallery and music show there called lucky dime that I believe will be open this fall as well. Um, we have a Jag art supply that they sell um, like different like graffiti supplies and stuff. And they actually brought in a bunch of artists this last year that put up a ton of different murals around downtown. Okay. Uh, so we, we already had, uh, I think 20 plus uh, really cool sculptures and like public art around downtown. 
Um, but we didn't have a lot of murals and that's something that people have been talking about the, the last few years. And so there's been a ton of new murals that have gone up recently. Um, and just even just walking around downtown, yeah, there's, there's a lot of public art now. And, um, you know, we have, uh, I mean, this isn't art specifically, but we have a really great farmer's market too, where oh. there are some artists that, that then there, mm-hmm. um, that happens every Sunday from, uh, I believe it's May through October. Uh, it's a really large market, a lot of fun, a lot of great vendors there. Okay. Uh, and then we, we have, uh, a local orga- organization called the Everett Music Initiative, mm-hmm. and they put on uh, tons of awesome shows and concerts, um, really do a good job at empowering lots of uh, local musicians. And um, yeah, I, I feel like we have, you know, it, it kind of depends on like your your reference point, I guess. Like I could see people coming from like larger cities and kind of turning their, their nose up at things, whether it's our art scene or, you know, our or beer scene or, or whatever. I mean, Oh, this isn't as good as, as this other big city. But I, I feel like for, for a smaller city, you know, 100, 108,000 people is about what we have at everyday thing. Wow. Okay. Um, I, I love it. You know, I, I feel like there's, there's plenty to do. There's lots of quality stuff going on. And I, I always kind of joke, you know, when I go down to Seattle or something that I feel like I'm on a road trip because I, I, I rarely have to leave Everett. Right. Well, and, and it's not fair. It's really not fair to compare a city of a hundred, let's just say a hundred thousand people to a city yeah. of, you know, an area with a million. I mean, ever gets lumped into Seattle, but let's, you know, the Seattle area is, let's just call it a million people. It, it It's not fair. And Scuttlebutt's been around for a long time. You guys have done a lot of things. And besides, now we need to talk about, so as someone who's not lived in Everett and if someone or to just Google Everett, they might come across, and I'm being, my tongue is planted in my cheek here, but you, it's the home of Kenny Loggins. It's true. True. I mean, <laughs> and I, one, one, one of our uh, biggest hometown heroes right there. Does he ever, does he ever do anything in Everett? Does he ever come back to Everett or is he just kind of like, yeah, I'm from there and I don't go back there. I mean, you, you how know, does we, it, we, yeah. We actually did have one of our readers contact us um, that that I guess is friends with him, and um, and she she was saying like he's super cool and down to earth, and we were trying to connect with him to to try and do an interview or something. Um, I know I think he's done shows out at um, in Monroe, not too far away, like the Evergreen State Fairgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I've heard about him coming back to Everett to do a show specifically though, but uh, I, I'd love to see that happen. We, we, we've talked about, it'd be great to see like a statue or, or something of him going, you know, some, some kind of tribute to like publicly recognize like home I, of Kenny Loggins. I think you have to have it like emulate this, the one that, that, the picture of that set, you've got it on your website. It's, it's, he's got the, his hair, the backlight behind his hair with the globe in his hands. I mean, that's what the statue yeah. should look. I'm just kidding. Yes. The, the very like <laughs> quintessential, like eighties glam shot. That'd be, that'd be a good that'd one. That'd be really funny, actually. I, but in all seriousness, I mean, that's, I mean, growing up, I mean, you know, Kenny Loggins is from Everett. I mean, you're like, what? <laughs> it just seemed so, huh, okay. But how is Everett's music scene now? What's what's happening? Is there anything really happening? I mean, it's hard. I mean, the music industry, and the, as are the arts, just in general, kind of getting started again after, you know, we've been sitting at home for the last year and a half. But how's Everett's? music scene and are there great venues to play at yeah our, our our music our music scene is is pretty solid um you know i i know i i wasn't there but they just had a, a really big show for uh the fourth of july out at a uh, legion park next to the water there and i heard that the the turnout was enormous mm-hmm. um you know we have uh the historic everett theater uh, which is a really cool venue i believe it's the oldest theater west of the mississippi Wow. If, uh, if, if I remember correctly. Wow. Okay. And, um, so, so that's, that's a really cool venue for, for shows. Um, you know, things have obviously been, been quiet with, with COVID this last year, but mm-hmm. it seems like th- things are starting to happen again. I know, uh, Everett music initiative, EMI, I know they're every year they do a fisherman's village music festival. So I know they're planning to do that this year, which is over. It's a festival over, uh, I believe it's over three days. And I think they have over is it 60 or 80 bands with like multiple different stages. And yeah, it's, it's a really, that's, really that's big, massive. Big yeah. Yeah. That's, that's massive. Kind of fun. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, we, and then, uh, you know, in the, in the summer they they'll, they do like free concerts. We have like this little plaza right in downtown Everett, what more plaza where they'll do like free weekly concerts there. And, um, you know, admittedly, I'm not like a music person, so I'm not okay. like super immersed in, in all the ins and outs, but, um, okay. yeah, I, I, I feel like we have a, we have a pretty solid, solid music scene going on here. Well then let's go. So You've, you've just said you're not really a music person. You're not a sports guy. What, what do you like to do? What do you, so what's fun for you? What, what is it about Everett that you like to go out? And we asked about the kid. So now kids with a babysitter, let's just paint a scenario. Kids taken care of for the evening. What are you guys going to go out and do? What, what's fun for you in Everett? You know, I, I, I mean, as far as just like, livability you know not even speaking yet to like what i'm gonna go do on on date night or something Mm -hmm. but i i just love how how walkable everything is i love the amazing views every way i look because when i look to the west i've got um uh, port gardner bay and you know all the islands and everything looking out over the water towards the olympic mountains Mm -hmm. when i look to the east we have the snohomish river and the the cascade mountain range which kind of wraps up to the north so it's like every you know or sometimes you can even catch glimpses or rainier down to the south so it's almost just like this 360 degree view of even though i'm in this this little city that's uh, slightly more dense and urban it's like i feel like i'm still just surrounded by by nature and it's still pretty quiet you know even though i live right by downtown mm-hmm. but a lot of the time i'll go outside and all i can hear is the birds chirping and and uh, you know we have a pea patch just a few blocks down the street from us that we love to walk to and all the different parks and everything and um you know i'm i'm, I'm a skateboarder i've actually been skateboarding uh since like 1996 when i was a, a little kid you know so we've got a couple different skate parks here that i like to go cruise around and okay um, you know, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm into maybe a little bit more of like the niche type stuff. What's you know, I really like doing like meditation and okay. different things like that. Um, but you know, if, if I'm going out on, on date night, um, you know, maybe, maybe we'll take the, the boat out to Jetty Island or go have like a picnic by the, by the water or something. Sometimes we like to ride bikes down to, um, Pigeon Creek, which there's this little trail. It's, it's only le- less than like a mile long. Oh, uh, but that's the only way to get to this beach um, is you got to go down the trail. So it's usually like super quiet down there, um, which is which is really nice. You know, we'll probably go out and maybe get some drinks at uh, Blue Water Distilling is right by the Everett waterfront. They have really delicious cocktails there. Um, you know, another really fun place to get drinks I didn't mention before uh, was um, Toggle's Bottle Shop. They have an insane uh bottle selection uh and cans of i don't know i want to say at least like 600 different different beers that they have there and you can you know if you yeah yeah it's it's just like a whole wall huge wall of of coolers of every different beer and like cider you can imagine and you can you know build your own six pack or whatever and Okay. Um, so that, that's a fun place to get drinks. I, I think that would be overwhelming. I don't think I could, I think that's too <laughs> many choices. That's like turning on to Netflix and going, I want to watch something and I don't know what to do because there's too many choices. That's, that's, that's overwhelming. That's yeah. why it's nice. If you're a local, you can just go back, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> you got, you got to, you got to do multiple visits. Work, work your way through the 600. I mean, that would be yeah. a, a multi-year project. <laughs> That'd be Exactly. And then, you know, I, I guess other things that we might go out and do, you know, we, we have some fun different venues. There's uh, Everett Improv, okay. um, right, right in downtown Everett, you know, maybe we'll, we'll go catch a show there if there's a concert or something going on. I actually do use our Live in Everett events calendar. Like, that, that's one of my favorite things go-to. to use. Yeah, when when I'm like, oh, what, what are we gonna do this weekend? You know, what are we gonna go do for date night or something? Like, oh, let's, let's go look at the calendar, see what events are going on. Well, let's talk about the calendar. How do people, how does that work? Do, can member, and do you have to be a member to get your stuff submitted there or how, how so does, it, how's the calendar any, Anyone can submit stuff to us and we're usually pretty generous with, with adding things to it because we want to give people a nice selection of, of things that are going on. But then we also have a paid option where people can pay a whopping $20 if they want to ensure a hundred percent that their event will be featured. 
mm-hmm. uh, then it's just 20 bucks. Um, and, and so like, let, let me, let's just walk through, let me, let me paint a scenario just cause I'm curious actually, cause I'll rip off your idea. Let's be, let's just be public. About sure. It. No, so it. I <laughs> want to, I want to have an event. Let's say I'm going to have an event, uh, labor day. So mm-hmm. first week of September or whatever that is. And so I submit that to you. And so I pay my $20. How long is that? How long is that posted for? Is it posted? Like, can I submit it today or is it like, yeah, you, can, you can submit it today. Okay. Um, you know, so, so my teammate, uh, shout out to Linda Warbonnet. She helps me a ton with running living Everett. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I believe she usually tries to have the calendar, um, it, she, she tries to be scheduled out at least like a month or two. Okay. Um, but, but we, we can always add stuff sooner too, especially if it's like a bigger event or yeah, if it's something that somebody's paying to have put on there, then certainly we'll, we'll put it up as That's early cool. as we can. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking through the calendar right now and it's, there's a lot of things to choose. Yeah. Just and it's, you know, and I, I think cool. a lot of things are still kind of rebounding after, uh, after COVID, but we have a really fun event, um, coming up next month, August 27th and 28th is the, uh, the upper left beer festival is happening, uh, where they have, I think it's like over like 80 different beers. Like you, you get like a little sampler glass and you get to try all these different beers. They have a whole guide booklet that they give you that has you know, everything they have to offer. So that's a lot of fun. And then we're also doing it in conjunction with our uh, Everett Food Truck Festival uh, oh. that we've been doing for a number of years. And so uh, we'll, we'll have about uh, 20 food trucks, um, two full blocks uh, of food trucks, and then right on the next block over, we'll have the, the beer fest. So um, so we as Live in Everett uh, organize the food truck festival, but then we're doing it in partnership with the beer fest. Uh, and so the food truck festival is August 28th. So those, those will both be going on the same day. So that one should be a ton of fun. Tell us more about the food truck festival because it's got food. <laughs> we all eat what? trucks. What? I mean, no, what's, yeah. who, who do you get? What sort of uh, food trucks pop in there? Uh, you know, we're, we're working with the Washington state food truck association is helping us kind of coordinate all the vendors. Okay. Um, and, you know, th- this year has been a, a little bit different with COVID. A, a lot of trucks have shut down slash as things have opened back up, demand has been like really high. So it's been a little bit more challenging to, to get um, mm-hmm. some of the trucks that we were hoping for. But I know we've, we've already got some, some great ones um, that are booked. I'm actually trying to uh, just pull up my list here real quick to refresh my memory. Um, let's see, we have the, uh, Alaska weather vane scallops truck is going to be coming out. Um, ultimate melt to wings and things. Uh, the pie bar, uh, is one that we're excited for, uh, the cheese pit. I, I mean, we, we have all kinds of stuff, ah. you know, we, we try and have a really good mix, you know, mm-hmm. di- different types of food. Uh, and so hopefully there'll be something for everybody there. And then also both, you know, sweet and savory, you know, we definitely also try and have some dessert trucks out there and, uh, you know, ideally you can come have, uh, have a couple different meals there and some, some dessert to wash it down with. No, that's very cool. I feel like I haven't asked you something. I mean, I, there's something in the back tip of my tongue, back of my brain. What haven't I asked that we should be talking about, about live in Everett? This is you got, this is a great site, man. I, I really, I really I'm very impressed and I really like what you're doing for the town. I think is Everett's lucky to have you guys doing this. So what, Oh, thanks. What am I not asking? I don't, know if there's anything you're, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if there's anything you're, you're not asking, but one, one thing I'll add is that, uh, kind of our, mantra i guess you could say or, or kind of like our our internal mission is to add value and create delight and so everything that we we create and put out you know we we do three brand new articles every single week mm-hmm. uh at minimum and so and, and we used to do a weekly video weekly podcast i mean we've put out just tons of content since we started in uh, 2015 but everything we we try and do we try and make everything quality that people will enjoy. We always try and keep our audience, uh, you know, at the forefront of, of our thoughts when we're thinking about 
um, you know, what, what we want to put out that, that we really do want to, to add value to people's experience, uh, who look at our content and, and hopefully that experience will be one that is delightful, that can bring a smile to your face or some inspiration or just learn something, uh, new that's cool uh, about Everett. And so I would definitely encourage anyone who is interested to learn more about Everett to check it out. I mean, it's crazy how many people, uh, we've we've just randomly talked to her and people who have just come up to us and be like hey by the way we moved to everett largely because of your website and that's pretty like, cool oh, man wow that's, yeah that's pretty cool yeah that's, it's, that's it's powerful it, it is yeah it's, it's super encouraging i mean we, we've just been so encouraged by the community in general you know we have a uh, a patreon page where anyone can kind of sign up to support us we have uh, over a hundred locals that just support us on a monthly basis just because they like what we're doing. We have uh, over a dozen local businesses that have signed up to be members that, that support us consistently. Um, and, and so just, you know, I, I, cause, cause we wouldn't still be doing it after, you know, almost six years if, if people weren't enjoying it, obviously, if, right. if, if people didn't, didn't like the content. And, uh, you know, so it's just been so encouraging and that's just been fuel and motivation for us to, to keep going that, that people enjoy it. And hopefully we can keep, keep putting good stuff out. And I'm, I'm looking around on the site here in something fish boy. Oh yeah. Fish, fish <laughs> boy is our, our mascot. Uh, also known as, also known as fishered. Uh, if you've, if you've never seen a, uh, a fish with legs riding a bicycle, then you should go to the website to check that out. And uh, I think we have him at the very, very bottom of the page. You, you probably saw the story about his, uh, his origin story. I am reading and, and I, I'm, I, I'll just read this, this paragraph. Life on land took some time to get used to. He was a little freaked out by the whole fish and chips thing. You think? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> so how did this, I mean, who came up with this? How did Fishboy? Who? Yeah. How did? How, who came up with this? This is cool. Good question. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's make you up know, a story. <laughs> Let's make it up. <laughs> no, I'm actually trying to remember. So, um, for a while, we we had a we had a bigger team. Okay. And um, you know, we we had a great artist we were working with, Sierra Rosario, and um. I can't remember if that, I, I can't remember who who exactly came up with it. Uh, my my co-founder Tyler, he he's always coming up with crazy ideas. He's like one of the most imaginative people that that, that I know. And so now I'm like kicking myself. I'm like, gosh, who who did originally come up with the idea for Fishboy? But but we we did a whole rebranding thing. Tyler um, and uh, Laura Chisholm. Uh, his his spouse they own a creative firm called Milltown Creative Co. Okay. Uh, so so we worked with them on on doing a, a rebrand when when we decided to um, kind of make our our logo and everything legit and do a nice refresh on the brand. And so it was through that rebrand process that uh, we decided to create the mascot and uh, c- come up with Fish Boy. But uh, yeah, gosh, I'm I'm kicking myself now. I, I can't remember exactly who's. who's it's a great. It's great, man. I, I really this is this is funny, and I'll put a link to it because. <laughs> and I'm reading the story, you know, and, and you know, one day he was watching the Tour de France on TV and said, "That's the life for me." You know, I mean, come on, <laughs> <laughs> who comes up with this stuff? I love it. This is this, you know, absurd, right? Yeah, yeah. But that's, that's but this gives it character. It's not this the whole. I guess the thing I'd like to just like make sure I emphasize here is that. This just seems very much like, I don't want to say it's a fanboy thing. I don't mean it like that. You're not gushing over Everett. Like everything is perfect. That's not what I'm trying to say, but it's not very corporate feeling either. It has this balance, this genuine enthusiasm for Everett. And, and then you read this story and you just, I just started cracking up because his parents didn't know where to buy pants, shoes, you know, shirt. I mean, come on, it's a fish. Of course not. Come on. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. Th- thanks for saying that. You know, I mean, yeah, we, we definitely try and try and keep things fun, uh, keep things light and, and approachable. And, uh, you know, that, that story you're, you're reading is by, uh, one of our favorite writers that we work with Richard Porter. He used to be staff for us and now he, he's gone on to write for a lot of different publications and been, been successful as a, a freelance writer. 
And um, so it was kind of cool to, uh, I think at least in maybe a small way, help be a little bit of a catalyst for, for his uh, career in writing. And uh, he's phenomenally skilled. One of his fortes, actually, that we have a pretty good collection of is uh, local history. Um, and Everett has some, some pretty cool history. Um, so that, that's another uh, page you'll see on our site that, that's pretty full. That, yeah, a lot of those articles were, were written by, by Richard Porter. And he, he's done a really great job of retelling some of the older historical accounts that, you know, maybe you could go find them at the library and read about them. But mm-hmm. maybe they were a little dry in how they were written. And he's done a great job of, of kind of... Uh, bringing some of those stories back to the surface and kind of bringing new light to them and, and telling them in a way that I think is really engaging. Okay. Um, so, so that, that's, that's been a, a cool component, I would say to, to what we do as well. Last question I'll have for you today is into kind you know, you weren't prepared for this, but what's on the horizon for the live and Everett site? Do you guys, what's your vision for, you know, six months, year down the road? What do you more of the same something different yeah you know honestly we're i i would say right now we're kind of in like the slow and steady ethos of just keeping things going keep keep mm-hmm. doing what, what we're doing and just maintaining uh our consistency of you know continually sharing good stories about the community mm-hmm. uh you know i i used to have a, a lot of uh, hopes for, for growing the thing to, to being bigger than, than it was, you know, we, we went through kind of a hard, uh, reset a couple of years ago where it just wasn't growing like the way we were hoping it to, we were kind of burning money for, uh, quite a while trying to, trying to grow the audience and produce more content, thinking that would help bring in more advertisers and, and whatnot. And, uh, you know, we, we've had to kind of step back from, from that a, a little bit. We had to make some hard choices to, to kind of scale some things back to kind of, I think, find our groove of what feels sustainable. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, now I, I think I've just been trying to learn to be content with, with where we're at and seeing the value in what we're doing already. And then uh, kind of just playing red, red light, green light as, as far as how much we grow. You know, if, hey, if we end up having a, bunch of new sponsors or members that come in and support us and, and the, the, the budget's able to increase, then great. Let's look at what else we can do. I, I would love that. But yeah, re- really, we, we don't have any big plans right now for, for big changes other than just, uh, yeah, kind of being, being content with where we're at and, and just keep keeping it going. Keep, keep sharing the love. Well, I think what you guys are doing is great. It's not, I don't think you need to change anything. It's not, I don't want you to think, oh, sure. you know, I think you've, you've got a great, uh, recipe for for what you're doing it seems incredibly authentic and genuine and i think that's that's great so i'll let you have the last word where can people find you and sign us out awesome well yeah thanks so much for having me really appreciate it you guys can find us at www.liveineverett.com is our website uh we're also active on facebook we post uh, all of our stories there as well uh, we're also on Instagram where we mostly post just kind of random fun things, whatever we're doing throughout the week. Uh, and then we also have a weekly newsletter that we send out, uh, which you can subscribe to for free at liveineverett.com slash subscribe. It's called The Weekly Goodness, and it goes out every Thursday morning, and it is a great and easy way to keep up with uh, everything we have going on. All right. Well, thank you, Garrett. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, Scott. Join us next time for another episode of the Exploring Washington State podcast.